The views expressed in this episode are those of the guests and not those of myself and the Tristan Law Show. Welcome to the Tristan Law Show, where I introduce you to the personalities in and out of the pro wrestling ring. The unique part is you don't have to be a pro wrestling fan to enjoy this podcast. If you don't believe me, well, I guess you've got to stick around until the end to find out. I'm Tristan Law, and I hope that you've hit the subscribe button and that you like what I'm doing because I'm doing what you like. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, don't forget the five-star rating and review. It lets Apple and the other listeners know that this is really, really cool. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Knowing some of you are possibly driving to see family, you're cooking the meal, and you're looking for some extra background noise, or you've eaten too much and you can't move, well, I've decided to present you with a bonus episode of the Tristan Law Show to help you get by. Before getting into the episode, I want to remind you that Friday, November 27th, 2020, and Friday, November 27th, 2020 only, there'll be a 25% off all merchandise at TristanLawShow.com. Take advantage of the offer because 25% is so much better than 0%. And I know so many of you have been waiting so long to get merchandise, and I know that so many of you already have already gotten merchandise, but keep in mind the most important thing. Not only will you be cool, but you'll also be supporting the show. I started the Tristan Law Show after doing a previous podcast where we recapped the week of pro wrestling. After that ship sailed, I decided to bring you this one. I am not going to bore you with the full story because if you really want to hear it, I give you part of the story in the episode titled Introduction. Creating a podcast is fun. I just want you to know that. But it's not easy. And I like the challenge. For me, the reason why it's not easy is because I always ask myself, are you, are you the person listening to me right now? Are you going to like it? Because I know that your time is precious. And I ensure that every episode that you listen to, that you're getting the best that the guest and myself had to offer you. Again, I know that your time is precious and I want to respect it. If it does not, in the conversation, if it does not contribute to the conversation, if it doesn't make or break the conversation, or if it's just needless chatter, you will never hear it. There's some interviews that have gone an hour that you've only heard 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 50 minutes of. There's some interviews that went over an hour that you only heard 58 minutes because I want to make sure that every single episode that you're getting the best that I, the guest, and the Tristan Law Show has to offer you. But you want to know what's the craziest thing about creating the Tristan Law Show? You. You getting all the Tristan Law Show merch at TristanLawShow.com. Remember, hashtag, we're the show. It's also crazy that you're supporting the show on Patreon. It's crazy to me that you're following me on social media at the Real Big Tris on Instagram, the Real Big Tris on Twitter. You're also following the show on Instagram and Twitter at Tristan Show. You're following the show on Facebook. You're sharing everything. You're liking everything. You're commenting. You're sending me DMs. I just want to let you know, I am humbled by your support and your appreciation, and I am glad that you're here. 
Hello to all of you Tristan Low Show podcast listeners. This is Frank Mandolini. You may not recognize this voice. I am the Italian podcaster who talks about the business side of wrestling. Yeah, I know, it's quite niche. But if you look for last minute wrestling podcast on all of your social media and wherever you get your podcast, you've been amazed to find interviews with people such as Rob Van Dam or Matthew Gregg from Botchamania and many, many others. So you get to know many aspects of the wrestling business that normally you don't hear in wrestling podcasts. Because, let's face it, who wants to hear another guy talk about Monday Night Raw? Yeah, me neither. So, guys, go to lmwpodcast.com or search for lmwpodcast everywhere in the interweb. And remember, guys, this is Frank Manzolini from the Last Minute Wrestling Podcast, and you stay safe. One of the parts I enjoy most is creating the ads for this show. It is very easy to just give you some words, but I thought, what would I like to listen to? What have I heard from other podcasts that I like? So what I do is I decide to drop a bed of music with every ad. I feel it breaks up the constant talking, and that is also another reason why I have music in every episode. It lets you know that something is coming up, it lets you know that something is happening, and it lets you know that There's something occurring that you're currently not experiencing. So that's why you hear a lot of music in the show. I want to give you a little bit more behind the scenes of the Tristan Law Show. I record interviews once or twice per week, and I release them out of order of being recorded. So you get a mix of different people every single week. It's very rare that you hear an episode and it's been recorded within the previous week of you hearing it. But my first interview was with my good friend and favorite referee, D.M. Stevens. And it was my first recorded interview. Man, let me tell y'all, I was so nervous. But here's a clip from my first interview and the first episode of the Trista Law Show featuring D.M. Stevens. What's going on, D? What's going on? How are you, man? Oh, not a whole heck of a lot. I'm going to make a slight correction on you. My Twitch, my Instagram, and my Twitter are all at Ref DM Stevens. Oh, Ref DM (laughs) Stevens. Well, listeners, it's Ref DM Stevens. So go ahead and uh, make sure you guys follow him on all his social media. That's Instagram and Twitter, I'm presuming, correct? Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. I figure I'd make it easier for Hey, well, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here hanging out with me today. Um, but one, mm-hmm. of the, one of the things I didn't know, uh, D, was that until reading your Twitter bio, which is at RefDMStevens, I didn't know that you were an aquarium enthusiast. How mm-hmm. many fish do you have in your aquarium? Do you own an aquarium? I actually don't at the moment. But it doesn't mean that I don't keep up with certain things. I mean, I have friends who that is their main job, as they are aquarium people. So... Uh, you know, I, I still keep up, and I still have all of my, well, most of my aquariums still waiting to find a uh, home once I get a bigger space. So, but yeah, that's been, God, that's been for a long time, probably, oh, God, eight to ten years. It was a hobby that my parents had, then didn't do it for a while. And then once my mother had passed away, it was another way for me to kind of, Keep a, keep a relationship with her and my dad without really 
you know, without them being here, obviously. So uh, one of these days I'll have it back up and I'll figure out a way to keep it away from my cats and uh, we'll, we'll be rocking and rolling. It's funny. A few weeks ago, I actually thought about getting goldfish. I was watching something on YouTube and it was saying that goldfish actually come in different colors other than gold. Huh? Yes. Who would have thought that? Like you said, you have one of the two problems that I have. One of the problems is that I have two cats. And the second problem that I have is that I'm traumatized from my two goldfish dying back in the summer of 1996. My, my mother went on a vacation and I took them um, to my aunt's house and they were in a fishbowl. And, you know, if you, you know, you're an aquarium enthusiast, you know, mm-hmm. goldfish are really finicky when it comes to their water. So, yeah, my goldfish died. Goldfish are finicky with their water. But uh, what people don't seem to understand with fish, too, and when I used to work at a pet store, this would drive me nuts. Uh, fish, especially like goldfish, that they uh, produce a lot of waste and it needs to be constantly filtered. That was probably the first problem was the bowl. <laughs> uh, usually goldfish are relatively hardy as long as they're kept clean. I wouldn't be so worried about caring for it because, you know, shit happens. And uh, as far as the cats, as long as you have a decent enough enough top to cover them, and, uh, you should be okay. I mean, I wouldn't start with anything big. Maybe a 10-gallon tank. Plus, even if they do get into the tank somehow, they won't drown. So that's a good thing. That's actually good. That's actually a good thing if my cat get in the tank that he doesn't drown. That was scary because I was so used to having a partner who'd be there while I was interviewing. But as people told me, I did well and I took this as a pat on the back and ran with it. Right after recording that episode, DM Stevens decided to step away from pro wrestling. And at this time, he mainly focuses on his own podcast, Open Mic Wrestling Night, which you can also find wherever you find podcasts, wherever you find the Tristan Law Show. Give it a listen. Tell him that I sent you. This podcast, The Tristan Law Show, is mainly about the personalities behind the personalities. I usually conduct the interview and it lasts about an hour and sometimes it goes a little bit longer depending on how much the other person wants to talk. If you look at previous episodes, you'll see that there's some episodes that are less than an hour. How do I conduct interviews for an hour? Like I said earlier, I appreciate your time. I value your time every single millisecond of your time you could be doing something else or listening to somebody else's podcast you could be on youtube you could be watching hulu you could be doing something else so every week it's a it's a let me earn your listen type deal so with that said you remember you only hear the best that the interview has to offer if a portion of the interview drags on too long or if i feel it's boring and it doesn't support the conversation you will never hear it a few episodes back i interviewed vince Steele. If you've missed a full episode, go back and listen. But I wanted you guys to hear one of the funniest things ever said to me during the show. This is Vince Steele in episode 10 talking about his experience at the Golden Corral. Yes, the buffet. Let's talk about food, Vince. Because you're, you're, you're a fellow big man. You're a fellow big man like me, all right? I'm not, I'm not as much as you are. But I always say, let me tell you, I have a mentality to where I need to be, where I should be. 600, 800 pounds on TLC, and they're cutting me out of a house. Since you don't like to go to Gyro King in the Bronx, where else do you like to eat in the Bronx? Tell everybody where you like to eat. Oh, man. I am a big buffet guy. Anywhere there's a buffet, I'm there. Maryland Buffet, Hibachi, Golden Corral, since we had, there's two in the Bronx now. Yes, I remember, yes. I can't yes. wait till this pandemic <laughs> is over. Where I'm, I'm going to sit my ass in, in, in Golden Corral and have me some steak. 
<laughs> I remember my first buffet that I ever went to was the Chinese buffet on one on, on Third Ave and One Forty Nine Maryland buffet. Oh, that's Come what it's called. I don't even know. I don't yeah. even know the name of it. I just know we always just call it. Hey, we're going to the to the to the Chinese buffet on One Forty Nine and Third. Okay, cool. I knew exactly where the we were going. Cheapest, the, the cheapest spot until this day is still is still the cheapest place to eat. See, I remember it used to it used to be four twenty five to eat in you, all you can eat. I couldn't even tell you how much it was that I paid, but I remember, man. Let me tell you, we used to go to we used to put down a lot of food. But for me, Vince, I don't like buffets and I don't like all you can drink because here's my problem. If I'm coming in, I'm paying one price to get everything that I want and as much as I want. I feel like it's a competition and I try to put them out of business and I always end up getting hurt. <laughs> like for me, like, I, always, I, I, I get my money's worth. I'll tell you that much. When I go to Golden Corral and let me tell you, steak ain't cheap. Steak is not cheap. So I make sure when I go to the Golden Corral, because they got one up here by me, I go to the Golden Corral. The guy, when we used to be open full time, the guy knew me. Ah, Tristan, you want some steak? He knew exactly how I liked my steak. Just walk it across the grill and put it on the plate. And he would make extra for me. He would make me steak when I go. You ever been to Golden Corral for breakfast? No, not breakfast. No. You should try it. My mouth watered. It's, it's good. You should try it. But this guy, he was so cool with me. He would make me steak for breakfast at the Golden Corral. Oh, Tristan, here. Here, let me put oh, a piece wow. of steak for you. Wow, because I, I had to go to the ground for Father's Day this year uh-huh. in Florida, and then when I realized they came out with that big, and I, I legit had like ten pounds of steak. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even shitting you. I think I had like 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 seven or eight of those steaks. They were like an inch and a half thick, bro. I was like, wow. And then my, I got I got my bro with me. He's just as big, mm-hmm. but he's he's into the he's into the sweets. Oh. He saw the chocolate fountain and went crazy. They dung on and embarrassed me. He's screaming out, Vince, <laughs> look, they got a chocolate fountain, bro. They got a chocolate fountain. I'm like, oh, no. You got to smart your bro up and tell him, yo, you can't go to the buffet and eat the cheap shit. You need to eat the expensive stuff. You need to eat the steak. You need to eat the lobster if you eat lobster. You need to eat the shrimp. You need to eat all that. Don't be going... My mother, let me tell you, Vince, and I know my mother's listening right now, and I can hear her right now rolling her eyes. What is he going to say? My mother is the one that goes to the go to the the buffet, and then she wants to eat the fruit at the end. Why are you eating fruit? Fruit's cheap. You spent I spent all this money to take you here, girl. You better go back and get a steak. Let me not talk to her like that to my mother. She might beat me through the through the thing, but <laughs> but yeah, that's how that's how the buffets get you because they get you all the vegetables, they get you with rice, they get you with the pasta. All that stuff, that's that cheap stuff that they keep piling and piling and piling on. What they really spend the money on is their seafood and their their meats. That's right. And, man, I'll be piling on the meat. That's right. I'm trying to put them out of business. Talk about being a funny guy. Man, I don't want to kill Vince's heel heat, but he's a cool guy, man. I remember replaying the Golden Corral incident doing the editing process and laughing my butt off multiple times and you know what i think you just did as well too the tristan law show came to be because i was doing a previous podcast and no longer heard from the other host taking the skills i've learned over the years and plus the budging of some friends i decided to birth this for you to listen to so i could help introduce you to tomorrow and yesterday's pro wrestling stars in a unique way. I am passionate about the Tristan Law Show, and your feedback means a lot. 
So if you have not done so already, subscribe. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, drop a review plus five stars, please. I said I was passionate about the show. Along the lines of that, I want to reintroduce you to a guy who is passionate about what he does in the ring. I feel passion comes when you feel like you have a lot to lose. And I feel like Ray Pittman falls in that category. He won't fail because Ray Pittman has a lot to lose. I want you to hear a clip from my interview with Ray Pittman in episode six. What have been some of the sacrifices you've encountered trying to wrestle on the weekends and train as much as you do? Well, I got a four-year-old, my, my baby girl. So, I mean, sometimes, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't make it when I want to because other stuff would get in the way. You know what I'm saying? Not involving her, but, like, you know what I'm saying? I'll do what I got to do for her, but then something else will come along. You know what I'm saying? But um, I train as frequently as I can. Like, you know what I'm saying? I work at the post office right now. So it's like, you know, uh, my only days off is on Thursdays. So I go on Thursday. I'll be there for about five, six, maybe, like, three, four hours, maybe. I'll go Saturday morning because I got to work at two that day. You know what I'm saying? Two in the afternoon that day. But um, Monday, I'll try to get in there. You know, um, I'll try to get in there on Monday uh, after work. Tuesday is just dead for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, I mean, when I could, you know, whenever I could get out there, whenever I could get out there to a wrestling ring and work on my craft, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you know, me and my me and my daughter's mom, we split uh time with my daughter. She'll be a week over there, I'm she'll be a week over here. Mm-hmm. So when I have when she's at her mom's, that's when I'll be able to go all out and go all in. You know what I'm saying? When she's with me, I have to think about what I'm you know what I'm saying, what I'm about to do. I have to, you know, chop it up, portion it up, you know what I'm saying? Because I want her I want to get time in with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if I'm working one to seven every day, but I wake up and I gotta go train uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's tough. So I'll take I'll take like a few days off. But for the most part, yeah, it, it's been working out for me Good. recently. So. Sorry. So you say your daughter's four years old. Does she understand what daddy does on the weekends? Absolutely. She <laughs> she said <laughs> she's like she's like daddy. What the blue chip say? I said what the blue chip. She said I It's dope. So she yeah, sounds she like your number one fan. Yeah, like, that's my baby girl, man. She's like, yeah, she's really with it. Like she likes it. She's like, daddy, give me a shot collar. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 She's great, man. She's great. <laughs> Why are you the best person that they should hire to wrestle for their company? I'm coachable. I give. I'm coachable, like hundred percent. You say, "Yo, I don't like how you do this. Do it like this," and I'll practice it a hundred times a day till I get it right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm determined. You know, I, I want what's best for myself and what's best for the company. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want the best out of everything. I could, I could bring that to you and with like honesty i'm very loyal you know what i'm saying i don't you know what i'm saying i don't i don't i don't do anything bad to people who do who don't do anything bad to me you know what i'm saying like i'm bringing like everybody's athletic everybody can do a backflip you know what i'm saying i, I can't. just learned how to do that i can't i don't know backflips I, well, I, <laughs> I, I do rich and locks and i drop elbows on people everybody can't <laughs> well, it's a lot of athletes in, the, in wrestling that could do backflips. I just learned. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of athletes that could do backflips. You know, they could do uh, a whole lot of cool stuff. You know what I'm saying? So what makes me different from everybody else, I feel like I'm just 100% coachable. You know 
coachable. You know what I'm saying? I won't back talk you. I'll just do what you want me to do. You know what I'm saying? And then you'll make you'll see if it's right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I'll just do it. I ask you how you want me to do it. Okay, I got you, coach. Let's get right. That's my answer all the time. I suggest you go back and listen to Ray Pittman's episode to feel the full passion he has for what he does in and out of the pro wrestling ring. Man, I want to wish that man nothing but continued success to him and his family. When I started putting together my guest wish list for the Tristan Law Show, I started with a bunch of people I'm close with. Some of them are what you would call easy gets, meaning that all I would have to do and text them and for them to agree to come on. But what I did was I went for people who I didn't know and I worked from there. That's how I started. One of the people I knew before the Tristan Law Show was Love Jones from episode two. He fits in somewhere in the wrestling business and he has a lot to offer. The way I became friendly with Love Jones is he lives 35 minutes past my house. And since he at the time didn't have a driver's license due to previous DWIs, We'd wrestle somewhere in America, Love Jones and myself, on the same show, and in the early morning driving home, with me passing my home to drop him off, that's when we broke bread. Listen to this clip from episode two featuring Love Jones as he talks about his struggle with alcoholism. Love, I don't, I don't want to out you, but you did say it's something that you want to talk about, so I'm going to let you talk about it yourself, but I want you to talk about issues that you've had outside of, of professional wrestling. Well... Before wrestling, well, even during training, Love Jones, Mike Love Jones, had a drinking problem. And that, that, my friends, I know it's not, it's not something that I'm proud of, but it's something that I should, like, talk about. Because when I first started to train, I had a car, had a good job. I was driving myself back and forth, but because I let I let alcohol, because I put alcohol over, <laughs> I unfortunately crashed my car into a brick house and was arrested under uh, DWI, aggravated DWI. The moment actually I hit the house, I knew my life was over, and it devastated me because I put. I put my demon before my dreams. And alcohol has been not too friendly. Lost, I've lost relationships, friendships, just overall downhill. But I never let it stop me to go train. I have to wrestle. I, that, I think wrestling is probably one of the only things I'm left good at. So I got to give it my all. So with my own punishment, I pay for rides. I uh, I ask for favors. It it humbles me. It makes me feel so bad because I hate bothering my friends, my family. Um, you giving me rides as well. Like I said before, you've always been there for me, big bro, and I do appreciate you. Just um. I understand there's a lot of people that deal with that and go through that. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Don't give up. Good news, I got my license back. So oh, congratulations. So you're all so you're all straight? 
you, you got your license yep. back and you're good to drive. Yep. Oh, well, good. That's con- congratulations. Real quick, though, when you said that you hit that brick house, was anybody hurt? Were you hurt? I was hurt, but I didn't notice it. But thankfully, I didn't hit anybody because, holy shit, hmm. um, there, there could have been a person. There could have been a baby standing there. Like, not, not at 3 a.m., but it could have been a baby there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could have went through the house. The windshield came in. My airbag didn't even. I learned that night I, I had no airbag. So I guess that was... <laughs> That was the only blessing in disguise. I found out I had no airbag. So did you get jail time from it or what? What was what was the be- so obviously they took away your license, but what other penalties did they give you for for having a DWI? They locked me up for the night. They let me go the next day and then gave me a court appearance. I kept going back and forth to court. I just know honestly guys, like I know there's a stereotype and stuff like that. I don't got the best record in the world, but it's also how you approach and talk to people. Had I been going to court, belligerent, irate, unprofessional, acting like a hooligan, probably would have been still in jail because I was facing um, the minimum was three years because it was my second DWI, actually. Mm-hmm. So kind of humbled myself from going to my court appearances and just talking professionally, walking up straight, just little things like that people notice. And... God also, I prayed to be damned. So I got lucky, honestly. I got lucky. Put this into the universe because I want you to listen to this if you ever think about drinking and driving. Do you do you think you'll ever get another DWI again? I don't know. I, I want to say no. I don't want to lie to myself when I listen to this in the future. But as I feel right now, how I feel, I'm not going to. No. Hell no. Absolutely not. I want to say this, Love. If there's anything that I can ever do to help you not get DWI, if you ever feel like you got to drive and, like, you're stuck somewhere, just give me a call, and, I, and I'll try my best to help you. Thank you. Appreciate that. A few weeks after the debut of the Love Jones episode, episode two, A bunch of us wrestlers met at a diner after a show, and I was told that Love Jones was just having a bad weekend, and he was just in a bad way. Some stuff happened with him on social media, and although it would have been easy to just condemn him and shame him, I chose to be different than everybody else and reach out to him and help him. Like I said, everybody was already condemning him. So what I did was I sent him a text message telling him, I know someone who is an alcohol anonymous. Maybe I can link you two up. I created the connection. He found a ride to my town to attend the first meeting. And I picked him up and took him home. As of this recording, and as far as I know, Love Jones is sober. And I champion his continued success. One of the things about doing an interview style podcast is you must research your guests. That is so important. That includes listening to other podcasts. That includes reading articles about them, watching YouTube interviews, watching YouTube videos of them if they're wrestlers or whatever it may be. I personally like to ask the in-between questions from other interviews, almost to supplement the other interviewed outs that are out there. I like to shock the guests on my show. So check out this clip from episode three featuring Ariella Nix. If you made $1 million as the top athlete in professional wrestling, what would you do with the money? 
I don't know. That's an interesting question. Um, you know, of course, you know, I would treat myself to something. Of you know, have to be like, I have to be selfish at some point. Of course. Um, I would love to get like part of it. I would love to get back into wrestling somehow. Either either helping out of school if I wanted to run a, my own show one day, something like that. I would like to. I think if I had that type of money, I'd probably run my own show at some point. What would you be looking for when you're running your own show? What would be the purpose, the intent of your show? You know, of course, entertain the fans and let them, I guess, bring in different people that they might not know that need the exposure, not maybe need the exposure, but somebody that I'm like, oh, this person needs to be seen. And is it maybe getting an opportunity or something like that? Just, you know, get more names out there and help the wrestlers grow. In your opinion, (laughs) in your opinion, why is Hardee's your favorite fast food burger in the world? You didn't, so you didn't know I was going to drop that one on you, did you? I did not expect Hardee's. I love some Hardee's. Oh, my God. Um, I just love their burgers. And especially they don't have them in New York. So that's why I get super excited when I'm either like Maryland, Virginia, or something like that. Just because it's like a delicacy because they're not up here in New York. So, you know, I don't get to have it all the time. So I do appre- so I appreciate it even more. <laughs> so what's so special about a Hardee's burger? Like, Eric, you can eat White Castle. Like, I love White Castle. Like, my mouth is watering right now. You know, when I was a kid, I used to walk all the way down to the bottom of Fordham Road and, and mm-hmm. go to that go to that White Castle. But, like, why Hardee's? I don't, it's just so good to me. I don't know. The meat is good. The bur- you know, it's, I don't know. It's good. I don't know. <laughs> it's just good. Shut up. <laughs> so a lot mm-hmm. of people in New York feel contrary to the way you feel. Let me tell you, Ariel, if you made a million dollars in professional wrestling, yeah. I think that what you should do is that you should open up a Hardee's franchise. That's tempting. That'll be my retirement plan. <laughs> I know there's like um like there's something by me. I don't know what's being built, but every time I pass by, I'm like, please be a Hardee's, please be a Hardee's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna gain like 600 pounds of it. I ended up actually being one, but let me tell you, worth it. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm so glad that the nearest White Castle is 45 minutes away from me because I would live in White Castle. And let me right. tell you something. I don't care what kind of diet or meal plan that I am on. One of the foods that I'm always well, one of the foods, the foods that I'm always going to eat is White Castle burgers. And chicken wings. What are your foods that you must go to besides Hardee's? Because you don't have access to Hardee's every day. Nope. So what are your cheat foods that you must eat no matter what kind of meal plan that you're on? Pizza. Pizza. I can live off pizza. What kind of pizza though? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a heel here, and I'm gonna have to go with pineapple. Oh, I man. do love my pineapple on pizza. Oh man. I know everybody is like hating on it, but it's good. Ariella, if not, just slice is fine. But I love my pineapple. Don't hate. It's good. I really thought that we were going to be friends after this. Like we're going to know each other a little bit more. After you tell me that you like pineapple on pizza, you're not, you're not a heel. Like you should be banished to the third dimension nope. for putting pineapple. Where did you learn to eat pineapple on a pizza in the Bronx? I don't know. I can't say I learned it in the Bronx. It was just, I think I tried it because everybody kept saying it's not good. Or, you know, you've seen the debate about it. And I was like, I like pineapple in general. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. And then if not, I can always just pick it off and eat it separately. But I like it together. You know, it's the sweet and the savory. Yeah, that whole box. Upgrade your taste buds. Upgrade your taste buds. (laughs) Let me tell you, that whole pizza needs to go in the garbage. When I was a kid, right, I mean, we used Mm -hmm. to get um, pizza for a dollar. I mean, for a dollar quarter, you could get a pizza, or back in the day, you get a pizza and a soda for a dollar quarter from Kennedy's. You get a little can of Hawaiian punch. Golly. So, like, I like cheese pizza. I I have more than a dollar quarter in my pocket, and pizza's more than a dollar quarter. So, for me, I like to put, like, meat on my pizza, meat, some veggies, but pineapple? Really? Yes, pineapple. Yes. (laughs) 
Ariella was the first woman I interviewed for the Tristan Law Show, and I appreciated her insight and take on pro wrestling. I will tell you that women's pro wrestling has come a long way, and I wish her the best. I did catch her off guard with that question, but that's what a good interview researcher does. Ariella, I know you're listening, and I want you to know that Hardy's is just okay. White Castle, hold on, my mouth is watering. White Castle is way better, but to meet you in the middle, Hardy's does have good breakfast. I'll give you that. A friend of mine, Dave, who has his own YouTube channel, Dave Knows Wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, I suggest you check it out. Dave recommended that I interview the guest of episode five, Corey Castle. I reached out and Corey was excited for the opportunity, as was I. He was one of the first guests on the Tristan Law Show, he being Corey Castle, that I didn't have a previous relationship with. Looking back at his interview now, Corey is very motivating as he's a brain surgery survivor. And as he was being carted into the operating room, he knew he was going to come back better than before. So listen to this clip from episode five from Corey Castle. Like, there's not a lot in it for you to do blood. Me telling you that story, that barbed wire baseball bat match, I got opened up so much they took me to the hospital. I never got paid for that show. Damn. I never got paid for that show, and then I got and then I got hospital bills I got to pay, and they never they never reimbursed me at all. Right. You know, like res- wrestling companies are shady. <laughs> like they 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 be shady folks, yo. Yes. Yes. There's been times that it's been time to get paid, and I go into the locker room. This was back in the day. That's why. That's one of the reasons why I left wrestling because wrestling stopped being fun. I'm like, if I'm out here mm-hmm. doing the craft and I'm busting my ass, and I always work as the heel. And, you know, if I'm getting your baby face over and by the time I come back to the locker room as the main event, hey, where's such and such promoter? Oh, he's gone already. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I shouldn't have to track you down for what we're doing as performers. And I want to get back to the thing you said, because you said it's up to you to tell me that I'm good. It's like we the the programming our generation had of being humble and humility is now in quotes these days, it's still like people are humble in quotes because we were taught to not like mark out for ourselves. Right. But this generation are nothing but marks for themselves. Right. Not, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't take Mark as a, a derogatory word. I, agree. I absolutely think that Mark's great. I think that being a Mark, I'm very proud of it. Um, my, that's evidenced by the fact that I have a podcast where I just talk about AEW and WWE NXT, like Wrestle Rock is not about me being a wrestler, but I do have what's considered a seasoned opinion about professional wrestling. Right. An expert opinion. I've been doing this my whole life. So I have the right to speak on it as somebody who has the expertise. Right. The thing I was saying, it was like promoters and the people who get into this business are almost like they convinced somebody that they were more valuable than they were when they convinced them and they had money when someone else didn't and that's how they got a spot or that's how they got it. it's pretty maddening and wrestling's it's wrestling we do we're we're really risking our lives yes so like like I was telling you that the those guys that uh, opened that school that I worked for they used to hit me with the kendo sticks and stuff yeah 
they ran a show local to here, dude. Cause I, of course I, I want to, I want to help my hometown. You know what I mean? I want to draw my hometown. Like who doesn't, right. Who doesn't want to pop their hometown? I've gone in the habit of getting paid before my matches. So I'll go up to them before my match and say, I did this a couple years ago. And this is why I said, I, I won't say their names and I'm not going to put them over any because I said, dude, I'm never coming back here. Right. Cause I said, I said to them before my match, which I had uh, worked out a lot of the spots in the match and I was looking forward to the match. And I said, can I get my pay before the match? And they went, how many tickets did you sell? I was like, do you know what year it is? This don't work like that no more. <laughs> I'm sacrificing my life and my body. I'm a brain surgery survivor who has WWE paychecks in my house. You, you're going to pay me before I go out there and risk my life because this is not the way the business works anymore. It's time this breed of carny fucking expires. It's a business built on the backs of carnies. I think wrestling as a whole needs to just stick its head in the, in the, in the mud for a while. Corey Castle from episode 5 but here's what I'm going to say about Corey Castle who in the heck turns down Halle Berry if you don't know what I mean you're going to have to go back to episode 5 and listen to get the gist of what I'm talking about but either way I am glad that everything turned out well for Corey Castle as I said earlier this show is about introducing you to the personalities behind the personality I know Bruno, the Meadowlands monster from episode 12. And if you haven't listened to that episode, do that. Meadowlands monster, he being seven feet tall, Bruno, in my opinion, is a legit badass. But during his episode, I feel like we really meet the man behind the monster. Here's a clip from episode 12 featuring Bruno, the Meadowlands monster. If Cody Rhodes, Vince McMahon, or anybody from any top professional wrestling companies listening right now, why should they give you an opportunity to work for their company on television? Go. Because I'm like a no bullshit type of guy. I'm a very loyal guy. Um, I put literally a thousand, a million, a billion percent, whatever number that is. <laughs> the biggest number in the world. I put that into anywhere that I work, whether it be with truck driving, whether it be with, anything i'm that first guy there i'm that last guy there i'm the guy that wants to help you do anything you need if you need me to go pick people up if you need me to put things together literally i mean i'm the only dude that i've seen put rings up by himself i'm the only dude that's there when everybody else is out hanging out i'm the one cleaning up and sweeping the floors and, and literally busting my ass like i think my work speaks for itself the 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 ability that I have to give a company a, a utility player that I could do anything you want me to do without giving you shit for it, without being a prima donna, without acting like a superstar, I'm just there to do what I've always wanted to do, which is wrestle, which be do something that I'm happy with. I, I felt my entire life that I don't fit in a lot of things. I don't fit in the corporate world. I don't fit in, 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 in a normal world as far as jobs and stuff. I'm always looking for something new, and I'm not happy. I'm happy with wrestling. When I'm in the ring, I'm at peace. When, when, when I'm there setting up and helping people and putting up posters and, and whatever the case is, even just bullshitting with the fans, I'm happy. 
Why do they need to give me an opportunity? Because there ain't nobody like me. I'm genuine. I'm real. I'm not bullshit. I will tell you to go F yourself if you're too much with me. Like, I don't I don't pull punches. I'm as real as you're going to get, man. Like, legit. I don't talk shit about people. Or people who talk shit about me, I don't know why. Because all I've ever done is help. All I've ever done is been there for people. I don't act like I'm a superstar. I've had to bust my ass to, to, to even get a title shot. For magic. You understand? Like I put almost two years of doing ring crew and, and, and cleaning up and, and, and not being a part of the roster at all. I busted my ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I just feel like, bro, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm close. I just need the opportunity to show people what I got. My title reign as dark arts champion of magic. I haven't wrestled. Nobody's I wrestled a lot of good guys. A lot of them have been on big platforms. I have a specific look. I mean, I, I'm, I'm extremely tall. And if given the opportunity, I know I'm going to blow it out of the water. It's just, about, it's just a matter of getting the opportunity. What's something that people do not generally know about you? The hell that I've been through. A lot of people probably don't realize what goes on in my life other than just wrestling and my posts on Facebook and Instagram and my rants. I've struggled a lot from being in the streets, from sleeping on my friend's floors, uh, from not having enough money to even eat, walking everywhere, having to figure out life on your own and not have someone to guide you, which was all my fault for being a, you know, just a bad kid. I'm sorry. When I say I bust my ass and I've been through a lot, I mean it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it because I feel like it's a, it's a good heart story or it's going to pull on people's heartstrings. I fucking mean it. I've been through hell. I haven't had health insurance for years. I have literally, wrestling's not fake. I have almost $10,000 worth of dental work because somebody didn't know how to throw a punch and I trusted them and they broke my teeth. I can't afford it. So I have to go around with fucked up teeth and, you know, not be able to go talk to a psychiatrist because I can't afford it. Having to figure out why people hate me when all I ever do is give and care and and be there. And, And I do more for other people than I do myself. My mental state sucks. Depression's real. It, it's it on a daily basis. I gotta pull myself up out of my bed and force myself to get in my car and make myself a coffee and just kind of like give myself a kick in the ass so I can go about my day. I'm not wrestling because I, I want to be fucking famous and. I want people to be on my ass and asking me for autographs. And, and no, I want to, I want to wrestle because it's what I love. It's where I feel at peace. And honestly, it's the only place that I feel like I fit because everything else in my life has been nothing but fucking problems. Everything else in my life has gone from being built up to being teared down again, to being built up to being teared down again to the point where I've walked the streets in the middle of the night, having nowhere to go. 
looking at New York, walking down to Edgewater, and walking by the water by myself all night, sleeping in bus stops because I had nowhere to go, not having money for my cell phone, so I can't even call anybody to go to my friend's house because I can't get anywhere. I have no money for a bus. How many times I've jumped buses, I've gotten on a bus, got to where I go, and then you just fucking run out and you fucking take off. It's giving you four dollars twenty-five on a fucking bus. Like people don't realize this is not a gimmick. It, it's not. I, I'm not fake. I'm not. I'm not doing this because I just want to be better than people. I'm doing this because it's what I love to do. I'm doing this because it's the only thing in my life that I loved watching and being around growing up. And now being able to do it, it's the only thing I want to do. But. I can't. I, I, I got a I role with life also. I don't have that ability. So I feel like all I'm looking for is that opportunity. If it, if it comes, great. If it doesn't, shit, dude. I, I've been in the ring with Dan Grell. I wrestled Gene Spitzky. I wrestled John Silver. He's in AEW. I wrestled yep. Briggs. I wrestled Casanova Valentine. You know, I've been in matches where I can stand back, watch it, and say, I was a wrestler. If it doesn't work out for me, but I ain't going to stop until I get the opportunity. I just hope somebody sees my value. Yeah, I may not look like Luchasaurus. I don't have abs. I'm not ripped and shredded. But I got dad strength. <laughs> uh, I got that dad strength, son. Like, hey, there ain't nobody that can fuck me in the ring. Dude. I, that day comes, I grab, I'll snatch your ass off destroy you um i'm glad i'm your friend i just want to say that i'm glad i'm your friend (laughs) (laughs) minus the audio and wi-fi issues you can feel bruno the meadowlands monster's passion on your side of the conversation it's like can the brother just get a break well i hope he his break does come soon I always say, just give someone the opportunity because once they get the opportunity, it's theirs to lose and it's theirs to keep. It's all on them. Meadowlands Monster Man, Bruno, he just came through in a car accident and he damaged his car. So Bruno, man, I hope that you're doing all right. I hope that everything is going great with you since the car accident. I'm glad that you're still alive and that you're in good health. Listeners, go out and support Bruno the Meadowlands Monster by buying some of his teas and some of his merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com and listen to his episode. Look for the link in the description of this episode to go ahead and get yourself some merchandise from the Meadowlands Monster. In case you haven't met me, know me personally, or if this is your first time listening to the Tristan Law Show, I like food. I'm a foodie. When I go to new places, I want to experience what people eat, except that one time I went to Bangor, Maine to be exact. And someone offered to feed me squirrel. I'm more of a man versus food from the Travel Channel as compared to a Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmerman. So I don't want any squirrel, wombat, moose, elk, squid, frog legs, monkey brains, dog, pumpkin spice, pineapple on pizza, or anything like that to eat. I like regular foods. And sometimes when people don't like regular foods, regular foods is being used in quotations. Because what's a regular food to me is not a regular food to you. I want to investigate why they don't like classic American cuisine. So let's go back to episode 13 where I introduce you to my pal who was seen 
on TLC's The Extreme Cheapskates, Matt Rivera, where I investigate his feelings on cheesecake. So, Matt, talk about your favorite things. Let's talk about something that you hate. Why do you hate cheesecake, Matt? <laughs> I just think it's gross, man. Sugary cream cheese? No. You ever had no. it? I, I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same way about mint chocolate. Uh, mint chocolate's gross. I, 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 I'll side with you on that one. But, but cheesecake? Don't try to deflect, Matt. Cheesecake? You don't like cheesecake? Who doesn't like cheesecake? So when you go this to the guy. cheesecake factory, what do you eat? Cake? Everything but the cheesecake. Let's rewind. I don't go to the Chili's for the chili. All right, I'll give you that. Keep going. <laughs> but you go to Buffalo Wild Wings for the wings, though, right? Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. But no, Cheesecake Factory, I think I've had cheesecake from there once. And um, the only cheesecake that I can tolerate oh, here we go. is Oreo cheesecake. Okay, I'll give you that. You ever had Junior's Cheesecake in the city? No. Listeners, if you've never been to New York and you like cheesecake, go to Junior's. It was featured on P. Diddy's Making the Band where he made them walk to Junior's for cheesecake. That no, cheesecake is so good. So good. <laughs> Matt, you can even order it through the mail. So I know that you don't like cheesecake. So order that cheesecake and send it to me. Just kidding. Really though, Matt? Oreo cheesecake is off the chain, but I still don't understand how you don't like regular cheesecake. I don't get that, Matt. But hey, Matt, you're doing a great job right now on YouTube with your with your YouTube channel. Hey, make sure you guys follow Matt Rivera on YouTube. Just type in Matt Rivera, the cheapskate wrestler, and follow him on YouTube. Good guy out there doing great things. When I dreamt the idea of the Tristan Law Show, I took the best of the worst podcasts, the best of the best podcasts, my favorite part about listening to live radio shows, mixed it all with my personality and creativity. For example, I hate listening to advertisements and commercials doing podcasts. Yes, I know it sounds hypocritical, but be quiet and listen for a second. I get why podcasters like myself run ads. It's to make money. I hate listening to them. There's this one podcast I listen to their ads and it cracks me up Every single time I listen to that podcast, they develop their advertisements in a entertaining and unique way. It's crazy because those are the same boring ads that you can find on other podcasts. Let's look at some of my favorite advertisements and I'll walk you behind the scenes of the creation process. This is the very first advertisement that I created and it was for merchandise of the show. I had this store, which you can find at TristanLawShow.com, and I wanted people to know about it. But how? I wanted to run an advertisement, but what? So I remember sitting in a Chick-fil-A parking lot awaiting my order. When you go to Chicken Filet, I know what I said. I like to be different, okay? So when you go to Chicken Filet, get the grilled chicken nuggets with Chick-fil-A sauce and a small cookies and cream milkshake. Thank me later. Hold on, my mouth is watering. While waiting for my order at Chicken Filet, Chick-fil-A, I saw this guy wearing a shirt. And I said to myself, man, that shirt that guy is wearing is not cool at all. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head and locked my phone and opened the notes app. And I wrote, hey, you, that shirt you're wearing is not cool. Then the whole idea started flowing and the script was written down. I knew I needed music. And once I found the music, I listened to it. And it felt so 1970s. 
like John Travolta strutting down the street in Saturday Night Fever. And this is what you got. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking you. That shirt you're wearing is so not cool. Why don't you head on over to TristanLawShow.com and get yourself a new shirt. Not only will you be cool, but you'll also be supporting the show. What are you waiting for? Go now and get a hat too while you're at it. Thank me later. We're the show at TristanLawShow.com. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Tristan Law Show where you can simply support the podcast for six bucks. But there's also another option where you get advertisement free versions of every episode on Mondays as compared to Wednesdays. I had an original version of the Patreon ad, which you can hear in early episodes, but then I simplified my Patreon offering and I needed a new commercial to fit. The script for this one was easy because I already had one for the previous Patreon ad, but then it was the music. Once I heard it, I pictured myself standing in front of a church while someone was playing the organ inside, and boom, you walk by. Yes, you. And you were there because you were sick and tired of my evil ads infiltrating your lifestyle. And here is the end result. Hey there, it's your pal, Tristan Law. Do you find yourself skipping past these evil advertisements every week? Well, you should feel lucky to skip past this one because I have the solution for you. Run on over to patreon.com slash Tristan Law Show and free yourself from the evil grip of advertisements. Choosing the ad-free support option, not only will every episode be ad-free, but you'll get every episode days earlier. But if you love the ads here in the Tristan Law Show, there's an option on Patreon to simply support the podcast. There's something here for everyone. Head on over to TristanLawShow.com for more info. Halloween was right around the corner. And while I was working my regular job, or what you may hear on the show referenced to as my shoot job, no, podcasting, pro wrestling, and content creating isn't my shoot job yet. It's my side job. But while working, I thought about how candy companies have their annual candy commercials for Halloween, Easter, and Christmas, and then thought, what if I made my own? What if I was evil? Then the creation process started. Again, I unlocked my phone, then I started writing it. I wrote it out, and in five minutes, I was satisfied with what I wrote. Then came the music. I found spooky Halloween music, and it was perfect. It started out creepy, and then, damn, it wasn't so perfect. It turned out goofy. But wait, so it wasn't perfect. But wait, it is perfect. I'm goofy, so why don't I just be goofy too? Listening to the ad for the first time, you have no idea what's happening. Then while you're waiting to hear what's scary, the music changes and then it goes from scary to funny. Honestly, I listened to it a million times before you ever heard it. And at the end of creating it, I thought, oh snap. What if somebody really thinks I'm going to break into their house, hide underneath their beds and get them for not buying a shirt? I thought about in radio ads. Sometimes you hear the fast talking disclaimer at the start or at the end of the ad and I created my own. Fun fact that the fast talking voice you hear at the end of the Halloween ad, that's actually my voice. Yes, 
I do voices too. I'm unique. I'm telling you, I'm very unique and special. So what I did was I sped up the voice, I changed the pitch and added it to the commercial. And here is the finished product. <laughs> Halloween is coming. And you know what's scary? You're not getting your newest t-shirt, hat, hoodie, and more from TristanLawShow.com. Not only will you be cool, but you'll also be supporting the show. Thank me later. Wear the show. TristanLawShow.com. Go now. Because if you don't, I'll hide under your bed and I'll get you while you're sleeping. <laughs> TristanLawShow.com. Go now. TristanLawShow.com. It's only a commercial. I know. Tristan Law will not be hiding underneath your bed. But seriously, go get a t-shirt at TristanLawShow.com. Happy Halloween. Don't ask me because I don't know how I create these commercials. I once saw a video of Michael Jackson being asked how he created music and he simply said, I don't know. I just sit there and it just happens. And I too, I can relate. I don't know. I come up with an initial idea and it just grows from there. One thing I always try to do 98% of the time is talk to you. In the opening and closing of the show, it's very intimate for us. I'm talking about me and you. It's our time. It's like we're in the same room. I mean, which we technically are. I just hope I'm not in the bathroom with you right now because I know your poop probably really stinks. But I talk to you directly because I want you to feel like you're involved. Yeah, when I started the show, I didn't know you, and I still probably don't know you, but I create every episode every week for you. It's weird to think about how podcasts, YouTube videos, or other content work, because you know I exist. I know that you listen as I see the numbers. I don't know who you are personally, and it's weird, because that's why I tell you to reach out to me on social media. Sometimes it's fun to put the face behind the name or the name behind the face or in your case the face and the name behind the number i may never know who you are but just know this i want you to be rest assured that i'm glad that you're here every week and i appreciate the time that you devote to me every single week i've been asked why do you always say adios at the closing of every show in my non-microphone life i always end the meeting by saying adios and I throw up the peace sign. Adios means bye in Spanish. I say adios because everyone just says goodbye or see you later. And I just throw up the peace sign. But why the peace sign? Because we're leaving each other in a time of peace. Do I speak Spanish? Let me tell you, not much. Don't drop me on any island where everybody speaks primarily Spanish because I speak a very small amount. For those of you paying attention, muy poquito or muy pequeño. Eh, one of those. Am I Hispanic? No. But I grew up in the Bronx surrounded by Dominicans, surrounded by Puerto Ricans, surrounded by so much Hispanic people that I embraced the culture. But you know what? I'm going to stop telling you about me because I want to leave that for something that we can devote some more time to later on. Is that a hint or is it not? I want to take a moment. I want to take a moment and I want to thank 
every single person that's ever listened to the show. But more importantly, I want to thank these people. DM Stevens from episode one. Love Jones, episode two. Ariella Nix, episode three. Colin West, the owner of Synergy Pro Wrestling, episode four. Corey Castle, episode five. Ray Pittman, Prince Akhenaten, Andrew Magic Morgan, Melanie Michelle, the co-promoter of SWF, Vince Steele, Mysterious Q, shout out to you, bro, Bruno, the Meadowlands Monster, Matt Rivera, the Cheapskate Pro Wrestler, Karen Bam Bam, Sergeant Cash, Gabby Ortiz, and so many more to come that you haven't even met yet. I need a favor from you. Yep, I'm talking to you. Share this episode on social media. Don't make this the thing that you do. Let's make this the thing that we do. Walk up to a random stranger and tell them to listen to the Tristan Law Show. Yeah, they may think that you're crazy, but who cares what other people think? Fine. If you're worried about being judged, go on over to TristanLawShow.com and at least buy a t-shirt. They're 25% off. People will think that you're really cool. Rate the Tristan Law Show five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, please. Reviews mean a lot. Whichever podcast platform you're using to listen, please subscribe to get notified when new episodes drop. The best part is that it's free. Learn more about myself and the Tristan Law Show by typing TristanLawShow.com in an internet-enabled device for more info. I'll be waiting for you next week. I'm Tristan Law. This is the Tristan Law Show. And until next week, adios.